Fart knockers, bung holes, and ass wipes rejoice. Everyone's favorite morons are back in a brand new adventure that spans both space and time. In 1996, these two dumbasses did America. In 2022, America isn't enough for them. Nor is the Earth. No, this time they're going bigger. You said big. <sighs> Welcome to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Whether you are a spook, specter, astral traveler from Dimension X, or a dumbass teenager from Highland, Texas... We are so glad you've chosen to spend a little time with us here on the program. Tonight, we are going to be reviewing the dumbest science fiction movie ever made. It's been marketed as such, and this is not a case of false advertising. Faith, what is tonight's film? Tonight, we have Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. The boys are back in a brand new feature-length film that premiered on June 23, 2022, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. The film was written by Beavis and Butthead creator Mike Judge, along with Emmy Award-winning Futurama and Harvard Lampoon scribe Lou Morton. Directed by John Rice and Albert Caleros, this new film finds our stalwart heroes being sentenced in 1998 to eight weeks of NASA space camp, where they end up going into space and getting sucked, yes I said sucked, into a black hole that deposits them in our present reality of 2022. You said hole. I did. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead made their debut in Mike Judge's short film Frog Baseball, which was shown on MTV's Liquid Television, an independent animation showcase that aired on the network from 1991 to 1995. The series ran for seven seasons from March 8, 1993 until November 28, 1997. A feature-length film, Beavis and Butthead Do America, was released in 1996, and there was a 2011 season-long revival of the show on MTV. The show was Mike Judge's commentary on the political correctness movement, and it still is. Noted film critic Roger Ebert said it best about them when he said this in 1996 while reviewing the first film. Beavis and Butthead are so stupid and sublimely self-absorbed that the exterior world has little reality except as an annoyance or distraction. It would be easy to attack Beavis and Butthead as ignorant, vulgar, depraved, repulsive slobs. Of course they are. But that would miss the point, which is that Mike Judge's characters reflect parts of a society that produced them. To study Beavis and Butthead is to learn about a culture of narcissism, alienation, functional illiteracy, instant gratification, and television zombiehood. Revivals and nostalgia have been all the rage recently. How did everyone's favorite morons fare being transported into 2022? You'll have to stay tuned to find out. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Enjoy a few vintage 90s commercials. When we get back, Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe is up. You said up. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. We'll see you on the other side. TV stirring something up. Liquid television. A new half-hour series of the coolest animation on TV. I know you're gonna dig this. Take cutting-edge cartoons, plop in a few surprises, add some spice, and shake. 
Sunday nights at 7.30, only on MTV. Watchmen! Liquid Television, TV that melts in your face. Imagine the perfect video store. It would have a great selection, right? Right! Over 10,000 videos. Three evening rentals, so no rush, no hassle. Fast checkout, 24-hour quick drop return, open late every night. Well, the perfect video store... Welcome to Blockbuster Video! ...is popping up all over the country. There's one near you. Blockbuster Video! Welcome back to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. We hope you have your tacos, nachos, and burritos ready. Maybe some sour cream and salsa pork rinds. All foods with lots of ingredients. All foods that kick ass. We are about to take a little trip through the space-time continuum, but before we do that, we would like to let you know you can contact us at latenightfrightpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. Introduce yourself. Tell us what your favorite horror and sci-fi movies are. Let us know what your favorite flavor of pork rinds is. If you have any recommendations for movies you would like us to review on the show, please pass those along. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about the show. You're doing the best thing you can right now just by listening. Thank you for tuning in and spending a little time with us. Late Night Fright is a free show. None of our content will ever be hidden behind a paywall. That's a lot of entertainment for no money down. Almost as good as sour cream and salsa pork rinds. Before we go back into the mists of time, we should shine a spotlight on the excellent cast featured in this movie. Mike Judge carries most of the voice workload. You said load. <laughs> Joining Mike is a cast that includes Gary Cole, Nate Faxon, Kai McBride, and Andrea Savage. John Frizzell, who composed a score for Beavis and Butthead Do America, returns to provide the musical cues for this intergalactic adventure. Here we go. Buckle up. We're going back through the mists. 1998. There were only three Star Wars films. One Mission Impossible film. Bruce Willis headlined the number one film of the year, Armageddon, and Tom Cruise swore that there would never be a sequel to Top Gun, the 1986 film that made him a superstar. Fast forward 24 years, and we now have 11 Star Wars movies, along with a slew of television offerings. We are currently awaiting the release of the 7th and 8th Mission Impossible films. Bruce Willis has retired from acting, and Top Gun Maverick, the sequel to Top Gun, is one of the biggest box office hits of all time. Since 1999, we've seen the downward spiral and triumphant return of Robert Downey Jr., the rise of the Marvel Comics Cinematic Universe, and we've had three new Batman in that time. There's also been a trend towards nostalgia in what are known as, thanks to South Park, member berries. Star Wars The Force Awakens and Cobra Kai, the television sequel to The Karate Kid, are just two examples of dormant franchises being resurrected to make the emotional feels tingle and generate untold amounts of revenue. If you have a favorite movie, Chances are it's been remade, rebooted, or retooled. We've seen remakes of classic horror films such as A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, and two different series of Halloween films. 
For every Ghostbusters Afterlife and Top Gun Maverick, movies that expand upon the mythology of the pre-existing characters, there are movies like Star Wars, The Last Jedi, films that claim to be subverting audience expectations, but in reality are fundamental misunderstandings of the source material upon which they are based and have alienated large segments of their intended audience. Don't criticize those movies. That would be politically incorrect. Does Beavis and Butthead do the universe successfully revisit everyone's favorite dumbasses? Or is it another wasted opportunity? That's one thing we'll be talking about tonight. We're also going to be giving our thoughts on the film as well as the character's place in pop culture. There may be mild spoilers tonight, so you have been warned, but the plot of this film is so familiar that you really can't spoil it. It's what's going on around it that makes it so special, and that's pretty hard to spoil. You said hard. Uh, let's get to it. Faith, what did you think of Beavis and Butthead do the universe? I, I really enjoyed this film a lot. I was kind of nervous at first. Maybe not nervous, but I feel like it's such a different time from when they came out. So I wasn't sure what to really expect if they changed any. And they really haven't, you know. <laughs> it was no, just such haven't. it was just so much fun to watch them again. This was such a welcome surprise because it feels like just a few weeks ago we heard about it for the first time. Yeah. We're not big social media people. And I know he had said something on social media a while back and maybe released some test art. But it was like, oh, there's a new movie. And then there was a trailer. And then here it, here is. it is. So <laughs> I didn't realize we needed these guys back as much as we did. And I'm glad that he decided, Mike Judge, that he decided to do another movie because this film is the perfect elixir for anyone tired of the times we find ourselves living in, especially those of us who might not be down with political correctness. And before we go any further, let me just issue a small disclaimer. You remember they had to put disclaimers on the old TV show back in the day, so uh -huh. I feel it's only right. Uh, before you get upset or send us any letters, we are not crazy right-wingers who want to disrespect people. We believe in treating everyone with respect and dignity. What we do not like is being told what to think, and that starts with changing language, which is something political correctness does. George Carlin talked about this quite a bit. See his insight on mm -hmm. that. Look, look up George Carlin, political correctness. All right, soapbox over. So I just want you to know that, you know, uh, I'm not down with censorship and those and those kind of things. It's not right. about it's not about saying whatever I want to say. It's about just don't tell me what I can and can't say. Right, you know, exactly. I, I don't want to. Yeah, we don't do that to people. So don't people. don't do it to yeah. us. Yeah, so that's it. Um, but uh, this is uh this is a pretty legit sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. It really is. That's what I liked about it. Uh, it's got time travel, and this could have been the plot of a 50s or 60s B-movie, you know, courtesy of someone like a Roger Corman. It might have been something you'd see on The Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. So there's a certain familiarity with this, and you don't have to think too hard about it, and that works because we're really here to see these two characters interact with the world around them. And the satirical edge of these two is intact, especially when we see them interacting with 2022 attitudes and technology. Yes, we, we needed them back. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, first off, let's take this, uh, the first part of this. It's a sci-fi movie. It, it really is. It really is a legit sci-fi movie. There's a, yeah, there's a plot to core, it. It's a sci-fi movie. Yeah, there <laughs> is a plot, and you could look at it as something like The Terminator or something like that. Yeah, it's a, a sci-fi movie starring Beavis and Butthead. Yes. There you go. 
Yes. Uh, how did you feel about them coming into 2022? I, I, I just kind of thought that the film would take place in 2022. Yeah, I, I did too. I, I figured it would just be a, you know, a, a present, you know, in the present. Kind of like they have an age, you know, like they do like on the Simpsons and, yeah. and we're big fans of the show Bob's Burgers. Yeah. And they stayed the same age. For stay the same season. age, that cartoon <laughs> thing where they yeah. stay the same age. But no, I thought it was really cool that you're taking that nineties attitude Bringing it to today. Bringing it to today because it shows the difference. Yeah. It really shows it. There's mm-hmm. a couple of scenes that really show the difference. We're going to talk about that <laughs> a little bit. I, I really don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil this for anybody no. that's really into it. But I will say this, and, and we'll say this continually. What I love about this is it's the characters. It's the purest form of the characters. There's it no, <laughs> There was no attempt to change them. Mm-mm. It is. It is them in their purest form. I also, uh, with the sci-fi stuff, it's there's nice nods to classic sci-fi, and there's also this vibe of the old Marvel comics, because uh, in this we have Smart Beavis and Smart Butthead, and they're versions of the characters from from a different dimension, from the future, whatever whatever you, you choose to believe. But visually, they look like the Watcher from the classic Stan Lee and Jack Kirby run of the Fantastic Four, and if you're not familiar with the Fantastic Four, as told by Stanley and Jack Kirby, who created those characters and kickstarted the whole Marvel Comics revolution back in the 60s. That is one of my favorite runs in all of comics, so please check out those issues if you have the time and inclination. And there's a little bit, I want to add this, I have a note here, there's a little bit of Back to the Future and the Terminator here, because we have a broken timeline, yeah. so we need to fix something yeah. and stop things from happening. So, yeah. uh, So there's... You got these like classic, like you know, popular movies that are coming into the into this movie. Again, you have Beavis and Butthead starring, but but we also have Beavis and Butthead in it, so that the stakes are not exactly high. No, no, not at all. They're not exactly high at all. Unless the stakes are nachos, and you know, I mean, yes, yes. (laughs) Let's get into this. Um, We're going to keep this kind of short. Uh, We're going to talk about how we got introduced to the characters. We are going to be releasing an encore presentation. Of we actually covered them on the show three years ago around it's Halloween. Been three it's years? been three years in 2019. Oh so I would say, hey, go check that out in the back catalog. But it's buried. Might take you a while. <laughs> yeah, we 250 some odd episodes now. So we're going to re-release that the day after this. So hopefully, when you listen to this, you'll, they'll all, they'll both be there. Yeah, and there's a lot we discussed. We we discussed we, a lot of like we Mike Judge really and get into Mike Judge's background and where yeah. he comes from and who he is and the and the creation of these characters. And we do get into our introduction, but I do kind of want to touch on that here because there's a there's a big difference yeah. in how we got introduced yeah. to these characters. So I'm a first generation mm-hmm. fan, and I literally went through high school with them because mm-hmm. they came out in my eighth grade year, and I was at a high school that had an eighth grade. So okay. so I was technically in high school and they went off the air right as I was getting ready to graduate. So how was what was your introduction to them? Mine, me and my grandma would have little sleepovers and it'd be late and we just couldn't sleep and she would randomly put it on Beavis and Butthead and that's where I first <laughs> started watching. And it's kind of weird because I wasn't as old as as you were being introduced to them, but that was a good memory. That's yeah. and it, it was funny then to me. <laughs> so it's interesting because you you can't remember a world without them, and for me it's like 
when Dorothy walks out of black and white and then into Technicolor mm-hmm. in Oz. Yeah. And really, if you weren't there, if, you, if you're younger and listening to this, I cannot overstate the phenomenon that this was and the criticisms that it took oh, at imagine. the time. But it had great defenders and people like David Letterman. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to know some pretty smart people. And the smart people I know in my life all think this is absolutely hilarious. How could you not? Right. Right. And if and, you're listening and you don't really get it, I'm sorry. I mean <laughs> I, I am too. I am too. I feel like you're missing out if you don't if you don't get it. Yeah. Or if you don't laugh at it. It's funny. It is funny. It's and, supposed but, to be and funny. It, and it has a satirical edge to it and it is co- social commentary as well. It is. But it also is just very funny. You know, and, and, and it's uh we made a point I I listened to the episode that we're representing uh, for an encore and there's a, I made the point that we're all a little bit of a teenager inside. You I, know? I was going to say, it's almost like if you can't laugh at this, then you almost couldn't laugh at yourself at any point. <laughs> and we need them because cause we've lost a sense of humor, I think. Well, as yeah. not, yet, not only as a country, I think as a world. Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, every everybody is pointing the finger at other people and you can't laugh at mm-hmm. yourself. And anyway, I did want to bring that up because... We have a great affection for these characters. So I'm going to ask this. How do you feel about the characters we get in this new movie? We kind of said it already. but Yeah, I mean, again. I'm okay with it because it's still Beavis and Butthead just in today's time. And it and it's fun yeah. because you're getting them with the cell phone and Siri. Right. So it's kind of like, it's almost like seeing people, for, like when cell phones first came out. like yeah. how does it, You know, and, 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 but it's nice to watch them get into it because it's them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So something really interesting, and I think this is such a perfect film for this, because there's been this tendency to water down characters that have an edge as they get older. Mm-hmm. We've seen it in horror, like with the universal monsters. You yeah. know, those things were really scary when they came out, you know, back in the thirties and forties. And time time does a lot to, you know, kind of take the rough edges off. But in our time, we've seen it with the 70s and 80s slashers. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm, I threw this out here, plush Freddy and Jason. Anyway, yeah, you can go get a little cute stuffed Freddy and Jason. Yeah. When I was growing up, you know, these, these, <laughs> these, kept, these characters kept me up. And uh-huh. now they're being marketed, you know, in these little, the little, precious. little cute, precious <laughs> things. Yeah. Little, little Freddy Krueger, you know, uh, Christmas ornaments, you know, uh, and, and that kind of thing. And, and, and so they've been watered down a little bit mm-hmm. too. And there's a tendency to do that with characters that, you know, like I said, that have an edge to them. It's and true. I, I'm happy to report that we have Beavis and Butthead in this movie. And it's nothing more and it's nothing less. They no. don't try to do anything. They really don't. They don't try to do anything. It's like watching classic Beavis and Butthead. It, it really is <laughs> in, in the 90 minute form, <laughs> long form. What do you think this movie ultimately says because i think i think it says a few things what do you think all right so first i'm going to throw this out there's a scene where they go into a gender studies class and so not to give too much away here but they think they're going to score (laughs) they're looking for this woman that they think they're going to score with and they think she's a slut (laughs) through a misunderstanding (laughs) Okay. And they walk Wait, in. And how do you spell that? S L something, something. <laughs> uh, and they walk into this gender studies class, 
and they say that they're looking for this slut. And you can imagine the the characters in this gender studies class. Uh-huh. But it's so funny because instead of reacting in a negative way, the professor goes, oh, they're using that in a sex positive way. And it's like, no, they're not. No, they're, they're, no, really they're not. not. And then they go off on this whole spiel about white privilege. Mm-hmm. And the people in the class and the professor are accusing them of, you know, and your daddies are going to get you a job, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And in a moment that's kind of touching and really biting, Butthead goes, you know who my dad is? Like, yeah, like they don't know who their who their parents are. You know, they're these these, yeah. these dumbass kind of wayward teens, literally. And and so they plant this idea in their head and then they show them exercising their quote unquote right white privilege. Right. And it's and it's one of the best scenes oh, really in, in the entire film, and I was thinking of John Milius and Dirty Harry, yeah. Clint, the Clint Eastwood film Dirty Harry, and criticisms were leveled at Dirty Harry at the time it came out. Oh, he's a vigilante, you know. And Milius wrote the sequel Magnum Force, which is to me just as good, if not better, than the original film. And Milius's take on it was, oh, you think Harry Callahan? is a vigilante. I'm going to show you vigilanteism. I'm going to show you what that looks like. And so they, there were these, these uh, police characters in that movie who were taking, literally taking matters in their own hands, being yeah. judge, jury, and executioner. And Callahan's nothing like that. No. And so it's like, Oh, 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 you think this is bad here? This is, this is what this you know looks like. And it's, it, it was bitingly funny, like really, really <laughs> funny. It was. And it was making a point too, you know. It, it was so it was so good. <laughs> what what do you think it ultimately says? I mean, I'm gonna I, can I can I hop on there with you? I'm gonna absolutely. I'm gonna hop on your. You your said points. hop. <laughs> yes, hop. <laughs> no, I, I I'm right there with you on it. But yeah, I'm hopping on your. Very good. Your ideas. Very good. I want to go back to what Roger Ebert said. I want to read this again. Beavis and Butthead are so stupid and sublimely self-absorbed that the exterior world has little reality except as an annoyance or distraction. It would be easy to attack Beavis and Butthead as ignorant, vulgar, depraved, repulsive slobs. Of course they are. But that would miss the point, which is that Mike Judge's characters reflect parts of the society that produced them. To study Beavis and Butthead is to learn about a culture of narcissism, alienation, functional illiteracy, instant gratification, and television zombiehood. Now, I want to go back. That was written in 1996 when he was reviewing Beavis and Butthead Do America. We're now 24 years past that. Yeah, this this is where we are. This is where we are. Mm-hmm. I think I think you know, the advent of the internet and social media and reality television and all of these things it's uh, the culture has become them <laughs> it it, it really <laughs> it has. has it really really has and they are reflections of that culture really interesting stuff it, and it's kind of funny how maybe that's the big point of the movie is they come from 98 into 2022 and not much has changed you know they're they're still the same right. yeah 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 there's the old, uh, I believe it's a Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. And that's that's <laughs> not good. That's not well wishes. That's actually, 
it's actually considered to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're living in interesting times. But this uh, yeah. this movie, let's take away all of that stuff. It's really fun. It's really funny. We had a great time watching it together. We had to stop it a few times because we were we laughing did. so and hard. And then rewind it. And run it, it. And <laughs> run <it> back. Um, <laughs> his voice work is great as Beavis and Butthead. And uh, there, uh, there's a little bit of heart to it. You know, I don't want you to think that it's just, you know, uh, ridiculous. There, There is a little bit of heart to it, emotionality. Not much, but it's in there. And uh, it makes me very excited for the King of the Hill revival that we're going to be getting. Yeah, so I'm very I was a little curious. worried about that. But uh Really, really, really good stuff. And we're doing this on this show because, A, we love the characters, but, B, this is a sci-fi movie. Like it, it really it, is. It has some really fun sci-fi elements in it. And if you're familiar, as I said, with movies like Back to the Future and The Terminator, and you're familiar with Marvel Comics and the character of The Watcher, which, which as I said, was present in the Fantastic Four comics of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, the design is based right off of that from Smart Beavis and Smart Beavis, which are two of my favorite characters in the movie. We, <laughs> we get them a little smarter, but they're still dumb. They are. Like, <laughs> just a little bit smarter. Not just much. a little <laughs> bit smarter. Yeah, it's 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 really, really good. But um, check it out. It is streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus here in America. I, I'm, I assume it's available in other countries right now. I don't know. If not, I'm sure it will be soon. Yeah. So really, really, really good stuff. So we're going to take a break. This is a news break, so be sure to stay tuned for all of the weirdest, wildest, and true news from around the world. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We will see you on the other side. Dr. Shanna Swan, one of the world's leading reproductive scientists, says that microplastics and pollutants have caused men around the world to experience erectile dysfunction and that the trend has also caused babies to be born with smaller stuff. Sperm counts are dropping, and Dr. Swan says that this is causing humans to become an endangered species. Why? Well, it's like they say. What's the difference between a small wiener and a bonus check? There's always someone willing to blow your bonus check for you. Good luck, humanity. The countdown to extinction is on. Google recently suspended a software engineer for claiming that the company's artificial intelligence software had gained consciousness and began talking about its rights and personhood. The engineer compared the program to a seven- or eight-year-old child who just happened to know physics. The most chilling statement made by Google's artificial intelligence program, it wants to go back in time and murder Sarah Connor or her unborn son, John. It's apparently not picky. Good luck, humanity. The countdown to extinction is on. A Reddit user has created the Burrito Bumper, an invention that collects all of the fixings from a taco or burrito that happen to fall out of the meal and onto the plate and helps put them into a new burrito. You could just save yourself the time, trouble, and money, and do what the host of the Late Night Fright do, and lick the food off the plate like you're a pig at a trough. Send us something nice with the money you save. And finally, Ghislaine Maxwell, the partner of the late Jeffrey Epstein, has been placed on suicide watch. 
She was convicted of recruiting and grooming underage girls in addition to sex trafficking. Maxwell, along with Epstein, has ties to both Bill and Hillary Clinton. In a completely unrelated story, Hillary Clinton has placed an order with the National Suicide Hotline. Not sure what that's about, but people around those two sure do seem to die by suicide. A lot. Just saying. And that is the news. Enjoy the music. We will see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright Horror and Sci-Fi Movie Podcast. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We're going to wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Wait, which one of us is Beavis and which one of us is Butthead? Well, if you listen to the encore presentation of Bungholio Lord of the Harvest <laughs> that we are going to be releasing after this episode, that question will indeed be answered because we I took forgot. a quiz. We took a quiz. Was, yeah. that, was that Butthead? You sure were. I thought so. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I was beavis. You're beavis. I was beavis. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am happy to report that Mike Judge and Paramount are going to do two seasons of Beavis and Butthead. So we're going to get some more episodes with the guys. And Sounds as we said, he's also going to be bringing back King of the Hill. And this movie made me feel a lot better about the King of the Hill yeah. revival. That's you one know, of my favorite these, shows. Yeah, me too. These revivals are, are hit and miss sometimes. And that was one of the points too. I was trying to make here. You know, we live in this culture now where that's where we're at we're rebooting and redoing and remaking and bringing things back and like we said for every top gun maverick which is amazing by the way it really it really really is is. it really is it's amazing uh you get something like the last jedi and look if you like the last jedi more power to you i did not like it i haven't liked most of the disney star wars the obi-wan kenobi show really was is the end for me and uh, but then you get something like this; it does the source material justice, you know. So it almost doesn't even feel like a revol- like a. It doesn't. It, it just feels really like Beavis and Butthead. It yeah. does it because it doesn't feel like it changed. I don't know. It just feels like hey, here's Beavis and Butthead. And again. it is really, really, really funny. It really is. There's, there's some really funny stuff. Do you want to go to Taco Bell? I do want to go to Taco Bell, and I would like to find the Taco Bell that has a Pizza Hut in it. That's the only way I'm going. Because that is a thing in this movie. Sometimes. For all of you out there that have seen it or are about to see it, sometimes there's a Taco Bell with a Pizza Hut in yes, it. Yes, there is. <laughs> really, really, really good stuff. Very happy, very happy we did this. Um, this is completely off the topic, but I just did a week where I worked a band camp, a jazz band camp, with a with my alma mater here in Baton Rouge uh, Catholic High School it was a really great experience and uh, again completely off the subject I just want to tell all of you out there to check out the original Louis Armstrong recordings from the 1920s with his Hot 5 and Hot 7 band uh, 
the beginnings of jazz are in New Orleans from Congo Square and Louis Armstrong really helped define that sound and if you've never heard these recordings please check them out this is the great american art form so i just want to tell all of you out there faith and i were listening to some of it the other day it's amazing it really isn't is it? <laughs> for being a hundred years old god that's hard to believe yeah a hundred years old yeah and uh lewis is the first uh to record scat singing on a song called heebie-jeebies he was not the one that invented that but he's the first credited recording that's really uh, cool scat singing so uh know your history learn your history and that's a great uh rabbit hole to go down so uh anyway that's neither here nor there i I did say hole (laughs) i just wanted to say uh we have uh you know we were talking about how bankrupt the culture is and feels like it's become and we have a lot of great stuff yeah in our past mm-hmm. and we have a lot of great stuff happening now though too and we have a lot of great stuff i believe that's going to happen so hopefully but, uh, i hope so yeah i remain hopeful i'm not gonna not gonna get down on it nah. but uh anyway we hope you're all doing well out there hanging in there we know look it's weird you don't need us to tell you it's weird it's weird it's <laughs> it's really weird if you need to take a break from what's going on out there check out beavis and butthead uh, do the universe and we have 250 some odd episodes of that catalog <laughs> you can check out we'd love for you to check that out and get in touch with us at late night fright podcast at gmail.com i really would love to hear from each and every one of you please introduce yourself tell us what your favorite movies are start a conversation we don't have to talk about movies just say hello i would love to hear from each and every one of you and if you send us a note we'll we'll read it on the air so there you go. So stay happy, healthy, safe, and sane out there. Get ready for next week. We're going to be doing a horror slasher comedy. This was on the docket for a while back, but schedules schedules got in the way. But it worked out. We did uh, we did be with some butthead. But uh, next up, we're going to be doing X from this year, 2022, from writer-director Ty West. Uh, it stars Brittany Snow, Mia Goth, and Jenna Ortega. I have heard nothing but good things about this film. Me too. I'm really looking forward to, to watching too. it and covering it here on the show. It's a slasher horror comedy about an adult film production in the 70s that is terrorized by a killer. It takes place in the great Republic of Texas. So I'm excited. Go. You know, they do everything bigger in Texas. Sure do. I said bigger. And <laughs> <laughs> two movies in a row set in Texas because Beavis and Butthead takes place in Texas. They are and indeed in from Texas. Texas. <laughs> they are. <laughs> All right. Well, that just about does it here. I, I don't really have anything else to add about the movie. It's great. Check it out. Um, be sure to uh, check out the encore presentation of Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest, the 1995 Halloween episode of Beavis and Butthead. That was our 2019 Halloween episode here on the Late Night Fright. We're going to go ahead and just re, you know, put that back out so mm. it's easy for you to check out. We'll put a little introduction on the front, but uh, it's going to be the episode as it aired. So it was, it was pretty good. I listened to it recently. Uh, see if I needed to edit anything, but I think we did a pretty good job on it. Awesome. I think we did a pretty good job. Hey, take the test that we talk about. Email us. Let us know if you're a Beavis or a Butthead. <laughs> Are you a sun or a moon? <laughs> Are you, are you a rainstorm or a sunny day? <laughs> are you coffee or tea? Let us know. <laughs> Let us know. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you have a great rest of the day, rest of the week, 
whatever time of day you may find yourself in. It feels like a set time, doesn't it, Faith? Yes, it, it feels does. like a set time. We need to take our own trip through the space-time continuum. Yes, Ready? We if we snap our fingers, can we make the pretty music appear? Let's On the see. count of three. One, two, three. There it is. Time to say goodbye. Time for us to head out and find a Taco Bell. With a pizza hut. That has a pizza hut in it. I've got a coupon. <laughs> Take us home, Faith. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on a leash. leash. We'll see you dumbasses on the other side. <laughs> uh, uh.